this? This is, this is Diversified, Diversified Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds, you've got to be creative, you've got to innovate, you've got to stand out. And AL. Focus more on execution and application and less on excuses. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen. And of course, AL. And today, our guest, all the way from Seattle, Washington, where I'm at right now, folks, where it's cold and kind of gloomy, we have Whitney L. Anderson while we do this. I want you to go follow her while you listen and watch for Whitney L. Anderson, who does fine art in a very unique way. I think you are going to get the game today on how your dreams can become reality and we just welcome you Whitney to the show how are you doing thank you I'm doing great um I'm excited for um Christmas break and go see my family but I'm probably going to work on some artwork at the same time so I'm I'm always working on something (laughs) no matter where I'm going well, that that's that's awesome. I want you, we like to break down the game on Diversified Game of how does one go from creating art, and your art is unique because you're using paper mache, and then go from going online to then opening up a gallery and being able to make that happen because we know there are so many artists out there and they're like, is it ever going to happen for me? where I learn how to monetize my art. Tell us your story. Um, well, I think just, um, it, I, I, I think just having a thirst for it really helps too. Um, I've always had a day job to help out with my expenses. I've never been like, I never wanted to be a starving artist. So I've always had like a day job to help me out. And I had this vision in my early 20s of having a gallery with my signature on top of a building and you know those dreams kind of faded to the background when I started you know just getting involved with other things and um, you know focusing on my art of course but not knowing if that day was ever going to come because I live in Seattle and the uh, you know the rent is not cheap and um, even though I wasn't a starving artist and I had this day job it's, it's still it's hard to make ends meet and have another expense like that. Um, But I made it happen just a few months ago. I I had the money to do it. I had a lot of commission work coming in. So it just was a good time in my life, uh, you know, uh, that I found this gallery space and I had the expenses to put money down on it. And um, God was just telling me, Oh, it's the right time. Do it. You know, Um, I'm a, I'm a yacht stewardess for my, part-time job so I've worked with a lot of rich people and you know just kind of like shadowed their um, you know business decision making and whatnot and I remember this one guy said that you're never going to be 70% sure of anything that you uh, decide in life so if you're at least 70% you know go for it we're not going to be 100% about 100% sure about everything um, you know we decide to do so I think I was 
90% sure in this case that I would get this gallery and I was pretty happy about that. But in other ways, I've, I've also made risks and, um, you know, it, it's, it's paid off, but yeah, you're, you're pretty much alone as an artist. You're paving your own way. It's not like being, you know, becoming a lawyer or becoming a doctor. There's one path to do it. As an artist, you kind of have to pave your own way, kind of like your art style. It's as unique as that. And um, you just need to have confidence in it. And, you know, it, it, it is good to take the advice of mentors and, you know, some of your contemporaries around you um, that you would like to um, mimic their path. But really, it's, it's quite a unique path. And no, no two paths are the same of uh, getting artwork out there. So I really utilize Instagram and, um, you know, the, the social media boom of today being a millennial you got to really utilize that and um just uh making connections with people and um you know you never know if they know someone that needs artwork so it's just a lot of word of mouth and just building up my social capital over time i mean that that's what business is about it's it's not just about your product. It's about building relationships with people. And, you know, that pays dividends down the road because they can, um, you know, look up what you're doing, remember you, and then, you know, they'll buy a piece down the road. Um, in sales, it takes, I think, seven times um, uh, exposure to something to sell it. Um, so it's just being exposed over time. I, I think people have seen my skill levels rise and um, just the, the, just the passion and the drive I have for it. It hasn't, you know, lingered because there's a lot of artists out there that start off, you know, you know, re really strong and then they linger and, and, and they're not quite as um, studious with their work or maybe, you know, they get married and have a family. There's other things too. So I have not, had either of those yet and I've just I've kind of been like a machine the past few years just producing and getting my name out there and we'll see where it goes and um, just you know riding on this wave that's basically what I'm doing excellent 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 so Whitney here's a question for you um, what was your your aha moment um, you know uh, Oprah talks a lot about uh, having aha moments and once you decided to make the decision to go full steam ahead um when did you in terms of like your medium in terms of your process for creating your artwork um i, saw, I see that you uh you you draw uh you create these magnificent uh collages when did it all kind of click for you well i didn't start doing collage until about four years ago but before that, I was, well, I'm still an acrylic painter. Um, I tell people, like, so I started drawing when I was three years old. I started painting face when I was, like, 15 years old. And then I started collage when I was about 27. So, um, yeah, just, just having that foundation, like, thousands of hours of art, drawing, painting, like, that really laid the foundation for being a good realistic collage artist and I think what sets me apart from other collage artists um, which is what people find so novel because collage art is not novel like you hashtag 
collage artists, collage art into Instagram, you get, you know, half a million hashtags that come up. I think what differentiates me is that it doesn't look like a collage from far away. It looks like a painting. And then when you get up close, it's, um, it, it just becomes a different medium where people realize it's collage. And then people even question me if it's, some of it's painted. You know, they wonder if I paint some of the cutouts to make it so connected and smooth looking. And I was like, no, that's, that's the illusion. It's 100%, 100% um, hand cut out recycle magazine. So, yeah, your question about my, my moments, um, I guess I've had a few moments. Um, I, think, I think the moment that I knew that I was destined to become a good artist, because it's really such a personal thing, and um, sometimes you can get knocked down and, like, you know, people aren't receptive to your work, especially in your mid-20s. You know, you just don't know what's going on. You don't know, really, if this is the path, what's, what's going to happen. Um, and, I, you know, I just want to, like, be married and have kids. You know, I just kind of like that type of traditional girl inside I always have been. I haven't been this entrepreneurial, like, business go-getter like this is that that's probably you know happened by default you know um and and I I did grow up in a very hard-working family my dad's a fisherman in Alaska and self-employed so I always like grew up with this hustle mentality but I didn't know if I was ever going to utilize it and that's what I've been doing over the past several years but um when I was living in New York City and I was 25 um I went there to get my art out and I just didn't really have that many connections and I wasn't like at the skill level right now. So, but it was a good learning process. And I also learned about another individual in art history um, who we have a lot of similarities. Um, I went to the Guggenheim museum and I was watching this video on Andy Warhol and they brought up the fact that he died February 22nd, 1987. And I turned my head and I was like, wait a minute. I was born February 22nd, 1987. And then we started, I started realizing these other things like our initials are swapped. His are AW, mine are WA. He's a guy, I'm a girl. And, you know, as a, as a pop artist, we are the antithesis of each other. Um, and I think he really turned the art world on its head um, as far as his favorite quote is art is anything you can get away with. And people have ran with that phrase um, through, you know, through the last several decades. And we see what the heart, uh, the high art world looks like. And it's just kind of, it's, it's almost run its course. Um, and so I think as an artist, like I'm trying to turn that around and in that moment, when I found out we had those similarities, it was almost like, wow, I feel like history is passing the torch to me, something. I, I know that sounds corny, but like, um, I just felt like I've already, I've always like wanted to keep doing art, but that fact right there, whenever I was in a slump afterwards, I would remember that. And I'm like, this, that's something special, you know, you need to like, you need to run with this and never give up. So um, I, 
that's what I've been doing. And, and I discovered collage like four years ago. And I think that really enriched me as a pop culture artist because I'm using pop magazines to create pop cultural icons. So it's just, it's like a layer, layer on layer of pop art that I'm doing. Um, and I, and, and I think that for some of the high moments of being a collage artist is tagging some of the famous people that I've done, like Cindy Crawford, um, Helena Christensen, Ken Griffey Jr. I've had these people comment back on the artwork. So it's really cool that I've had that direct connection with these people. Um, and that's, that's the real motivator, you know, for them to notice your work online. Um, but yeah, I, I think just, uh, yeah, there's so many little highs and I, I just don't take anything for granted. You know, I'm just, I'm just happy to have clients and I'm happy to do this almost full time now. It's a real blessing. So I don't know if you heard that AL, but I see like a way to go viral if she was to come out and say, I am the reincarnation of Andy Warhol with that story. Now your believer friends at the church will say, what is, or what are you serious? But the rest of the world would say, <laughs> yes, she is. That totally <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> so so yeah. We, we, yeah, just throw well, maybe that. Maybe you can help me with that. <laughs> maybe we'll see we have to we have to talk because how far do you want to take this because one thing al and i are you know we're consultants we're marketers we're this and that but we always want to tell the artists make sure whatever moves you make negative or positive you can live with them because our job is to have progress and we can get you progress, but sometimes people, you know, say, I can't live with that. But I think that is such an awesome story to, to be told. And I mean, it could even, uh, mm -hmm. you could, you know, put that in um, your one sheet or whatnot, just so maybe the reader can take it how they want to, depending on their beliefs. We don't just like to get the game. We like to give it, but I love that story. Can you talk about though, and I asked you this at your gallery and I, and I was, I was quiet because you guys know I'm a shy guy. I was quiet <laughs> um, some of the time because there were things I wanted to ask you fresh here. But one of the things I was asking you about is how do you battle between making a beautiful Tupac piece that you have or the Cindy Crawford piece versus, you know, something that you might be like, I want to do whatever. I want to, I might want to do whatever, but I know that this piece is going to get eyeballs, whether it's online or in my gallery. How do you battle that as an artist? Well, you're putting in human faces and for the size of Tupac, that's like a four by six foot. I like going big. That's like 40 to 50 hours. So that's like a big chunk of my life. Um, the fact is that all these individuals have had they're very nostalgic to me. So each of them means something and I don't give myself a hard time and, or, you know, battle with doing them um, because I've, I, I've always kind of wanted to do them. Um, I have a wide variety of people that I like to do. And sometimes, you know, I like a recent 
gallery exhibit in Seattle, you know, people would ask me like, so what do all these individuals have in common? Like what inspires you to do this one and then that one? And it's like, I just, I just have, um, I, I, I just think they're unique individuals and they've impacted me in certain ways. Um, and I, why I do famous people is because um, of that. And then aesthetics, there's something about them, like their essence. And then I love the challenge. Like if you think about 7 billion people out there and growing, you have to, you have to create someone who everyone knows in the world. So you better do a damn good job. And I love that challenge. Like I, I used to be an athlete growing up and I think it's, I've carried over that work ethic, that challenging subject. And it's always been me against myself. You know, I was an individual athlete. I did ski racing. I did running. Um, I was never a part of a team um, consequently. So I think I was always competing against myself and same with art. It's that, that, um, that um, skill just kind of transferred over and that's what I use in my artwork I'm always challenging myself and always trying to work towards my best um I always know I can do better you know I'm my, I'm my worst critic in time <laughs> worst or best critic um I best I guess you could say best critic because it's what propels me to get better I say there's something that I could have done better and worst critic is um just not stopping to smell the roses you know I have to remember to do that too um but okay so back to Tupac I think I might have answered your question yeah I just have like a long list of people that I want to do um but also some people pop out of the blue like I was reading a motivational book the other day and they brought up Cal Ripken Jr. and I knew he was you know a famous baseball player floating around in my head that's all I knew but I didn't know why and then I found out this guy, you know, hit 21 or 2,132 consecutive <laughs> games. Um, and I, that just blew my mind. And um, just the, the work ethic that just really inspired me because I'm kind of a workhorse too. But yeah, for someone not to miss, that might miss any games in his whole career, it's truly amazing. So I did a recent portrait of him. And um, I plan on getting it into Baltimore with some connections I have. So, um, yeah, I, I enjoy doing each portrait I've done. They're kind of like my babies in a way. You know, each, each is very special. And, um, yeah, I, I just I, I don't know what's going to happen. But I picture having like a face exhibit in New York City. Um, early March. So maybe AL can come to that. <laughs> That's my plan. I'm coming to New York, New York city this spring. So this I'll be plan. showcasing several of my iconic portraiture there and just actualizing this dream that, you know, I forced off for myself 10 years ago, almost. Yeah. 10 years ago when I um, was heard about Andy Warhol and that connection. So I think I'm coming back at a really opportune time and I've really refined my skill levels and gotten my name out and just to just have everything lined up. So.
So I'm excited. Excellent. Count me in. If it has to do with art, I'm I'm all in there. All right. I will definitely hint, give you the information. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Well, can can you talk about, you know, as an artist, and we, we call ourselves, and it was the uh, Why Blue Matters team that um, AL is the, the owner of, he, they created this thing called PRTist. And so we call ourselves PRTist. And, 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 oh, and, I love and, it. And, and we are, we're, we're creatives who, you know, work on various projects and we have our own as well. But how do you deal with the, you know, um, and, and I know you're a believer, I know what church you go to, um, you know, creating something that sometimes some folks, and I don't want to just say older folks because prudes run in all ages, but might say, wow, I see that art, but it has some type of nudity. Keep in mind at the same time to go to Europe or go to, you know, Brussels and eat mussels and see the little boy pissing and be like, that's wonderful art. But do you ever, <laughs> do you ever, you know, have you ever battled with that, um, you know, as an artist and a believer? Yeah, I mean, for example, I'm really close with my grandma <laughs> and she's pretty conservative and, um, yeah, I, I can't let that stuff get in my way because, you know, God designed the human body and um, I actually am quite modest, though, compared to other artists. Like, I actually opted out of figure drawing classes in college because I didn't feel like staring at naked people. It kind of made me feel uncomfortable. Um, so when I do semi-naked people, um, like, that's just, I think that's definitely a form of art and there, it's such a fine line between being provocative and being classy, like, you know, this, some of this European artwork, you know? Um, so it's just knowing your intent and if people out there want to take it in a negative way, they're too one dimensional to begin with. They're not looking at things in another way. And I'm not saying subjective versus objective. Um, I think they're just too one-dimensional. And, um, I mean, when you see a promiscuous picture, you know, something naked versus a classy picture, I mean, I think as thinking human beings, even common sense, you, need, you, you, you don't need to have, like, a high skill level in your mind or, you know, just, like, um, you know, trying to... Uh, you know, to uh, denote the meaning. I, I don't think, I, I think it's just ignorance sometimes, you know, people just need to think better and it's common sense that one thing is more classy over another. So um, I don't really let that get to me. I did in my early twenties, you know, you think about what other people think of you. And I think that's um, something every, you know, 20 something year old has to get over is like, I'm not going to worry about what other people think of me. And as an artist, whenever I put my stuff out online, when I started doing that in my 20s, I was always wondering how people would react. I would always get nervous. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. But now I just don't care. You know, like, I don't care what anyone else thinks. And that's the beauty of getting older, too. Especially as a creative, um, you can't think of that or you won't propel yourself into new territory. So I think that's the beauty of um, 
what I do. And, you know, you can't put me in a box either. I'm a very versatile artist to begin with. Um, so, and then I think a lot of people like that, um, you know, uh, they come to my page and some, some people think, oh, um, is this like a gallery? Are you putting up other people's artwork? And it's like, no, it's all my work. So that's, that's how much I switch around with subject matter and just doing different things. So. That's super awesome. That's super yeah. awesome. Totally dig it. Totally dig it. Whitney, uh, uh, we're going to peel back the layers a little bit in terms of, um, you know, the, the, the psyche and, and mind of you. Um, when you're creating art or when you're, when you're not creating art, uh, what are some of the things that you do um, in order just to keep the creativity flowing? Do you listen to music, watch movies, read books? Yeah, I'll listen to a ton of music, um, podcasts, and um, yeah, Bible sermons, like a little bit of everything just to keep, you know, just to keep some background noise. <laughs> and, um, you know, since I don't really interact with people as my job, um, I, I enjoy pe- hearing people in the background. So I'll, yeah, I'll do that or I'll call my family up or friends, talk on speaker, you know, um, there's not that many silent moments. Um, yeah, it's, it's just good to keep my mind stimulated in that way. And it helps the hours go by because these projects do take a while. They take about, some of them can take AL like 50 hours, um, you know, some, some shorter, but that's, that, that's, that's amazing. Can you, can, can you talk about like, how do you prepare to get all the, like, cause you know, you have to find your material to create. It's not like you're, you're painting it. So how do you know that you have enough material to create something? Well, I do it as I go. And basically I, I have the photograph. So like, let's say Tupac, um, for that one, I work on the ground. I have a computer, um, right near me or my phone and I'll have his photograph right there. So I will look at the photograph and freehand the drawing. I'll freehand it with like, um, pencil. And so that's the base of the collage. So I know like where to place all the squares and whatnot. So you need to get your base right or it will be off in the end and you're going to have to like do plastic surgery, as they say, like switch. It's like, you know, sometimes build a whole new eye because maybe it's a millimeter off and that's not fun. <laughs> that's not fun at all. But yeah, um, my, it's important to go get my sketch right in the very beginning and then I scan the photograph. I actually keep the photograph on my wallpaper or on my screensaver on my phone. So when I'm out during the day, I can, I'm always looking at it. It's imprinting in my mind. It's picking up all the textures and the colors that I need to look for. So that when I go to magazines, um, I know exactly what to look for. So my brain kind of scans the photograph and it picks up hundreds of different colors and textures and gradients that I'm going to be looking for a magazine. So I flip through magazines and my brain just knows right away, like, oh, that part right there, it's going to go towards like the lower lip. Like that's just how my brain works after thousands of hours. Like the, 
the average brain doesn't work this way. <laughs> and I don't know if I'm using a different part of my brain than, than other people, or maybe I'm just, I'm using the same parts. I'm just exercising them more than the average person. Um, I, 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 they haven't done a brain scan on me yet, but that's kind of the way it works. And so I'm flipping through several magazines. I'm tearing out these pages. Maybe there's just one square inch of texture I need in one page. My brain knows it. Like, yes, right there, I need that. So I put that in the pile. I try to, I try to be organized with my piles. And I can't, I can't have 50 piles hanging out on my living room. You know, there's just not enough room. Things get crazy fast. So I just work with uh, the sections um, uh, that I can and um, just try to stay organized. But I, I look through magazines as I go uh, with, with big portraits because I can't have all these piles laying out. Um, so I work in sections or I try to. Um, but then again, I'll go through a magazine and I'll see like some texture that belongs way across the page. Uh, of, of the portrait so like really as I can't just work in one section it's kind of hard I'll I'll see textures that correspond to all across the portrait and um, that's what yeah that's kind of the way I work um, and I think it's different like for a lot of people even when I draw I I draw like the whole picture like the outline and I I'm always working on different parts. Not remember just one section. So that's just kind of my style. And I've noticed in drawing videos of other artists out there on Instagram and whatnot, people start with like one section and then they, they build out. And I've never been that way. Um, I don't know if you've seen art video, um, like fast forward, those, those type of tutorial videos. Mm -hmm. of, of people like drawing or painting but they'll start with like one section and then they'll spread out from there whereas with me I start with but I'm, I'm working on on the whole as I go like I'm working on different seg sections from the very beginning so I think that's also what sets me apart as far as like my style of working um, I think that sets me apart from other artists so but yeah, I, I just have a ton of glue sticks, scissors, and magazines, and I get to work. Um, and sometimes I'll, I'll work like 10 hours on a portrait. Of course, I, I need to get up, you know, and stretch my legs and kind of see if the proportions are right, see what it looks like from far away. But um, yeah, I'm working on the ground a lot. A lot of people ask me if that's difficult because I need depth perception, you know, to make sure what I'm doing looks okay from when you stand back and look from it. And for me, I think I've built up so much just depth perception over time. I just have a good sense of it, it's going to look okay. I don't need to keep getting up and looking at this picture. Um, I already kind of have it in me because of the thousands of hours that I've put into collage over the past um, few years. So yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting. Every time I do a new picture, it's like, just, I don't know how it's going to turn out. And, but yeah, I get, I get excited every time it does. 
Excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, here's um, here's one for you. Uh, any any collaborative projects on the horizon? Um, trying to think here. You know, I I haven't really had that opportunity. Um, I I think once I get like one of my goals is to get into my favorite magazine that I use, which is W Magazine, and I just I just love that like all the textures and the colors. It's just it's just such such a great magazine, and um, I really want to get in there, get featured. Um, and I think once I get featured, I can have those collaborations open up because I love to work with people. I love to work with some iconic companies and um, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm, I'm really open to different collaborations. I just haven't really had the opportunity yet. Um, been focusing on building up my own collection, so I haven't really reached out to people. And I think that's part of um, being an artist, you know, you can kind of veer off and not really be working on what you should, you know, there's a right time for everything. And, uh, I don't want to be working for someone else's dreams when I'm still working for my own. Um, which is why I always had a day job. I didn't want to work for like another creative agency growing up. Um, I worked in hospital, I work in hospitality, by the way. So, um, I, I think at the end of the day, if I were to work for someone else and extract my creative ideas for them, at the end of the day, I wouldn't be able to create what I do and have this amazing collection over the past few years. So I've always, I've always been pretty stubborn about not working for a creative agency or doing anyone, anything that, you know, that, that takes me away from my art. Um, I worked in hospitality because it makes me have a hunger to do my art at the end of the day. You know, I'm not using my creative energy to put into some job or whatever, because I think there only is so much, you know, you can have. And um, I always want to save that for myself and I have. So I think my strategy has worked and it's made me grow hungry for, building up my own talent and my own skill set over the past several years. Um, I would love to work with people. I've, I've, I've donated my art to some charities that I'm passionate about. Um, so yeah, I, I feel, I feel like it's changing, changing the world right now and in a, you know, microcosm, I guess you could say, but um, it's definitely a start. And you know, one of my favorite quotes is from that guy on Shark Tank, uh, Damon John. He said, be a local hero. So I always think about that when I'm building up my social capital within my local community and displaying in so many art walks throughout my city. I think about that. And um, that's what, that's the foundation you need if you want to go far outside that you need that. Um, that internal support and foundation of the people around you in your local in your local community. Yes, 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 yes. Um, are you uh, are you familiar at all, uh, Whitney, with uh, with Art Basel? 
Oh, yes. Um, I was thinking about getting in with them, but about it's pretty much all of Art Basel is being represented by a gallery. Mm. So it's not individual artists, it's galleries representing individual artists. And that's the whole thing with Art Basel. They rent out like $50,000 spaces. So it's an extremely um, expensive enterprise and you already have to be involved with the gallery. Um, I am represented by a couple galleries, but they don't go to, go to Art Basel. Um, that would be a goal of mine now is to be represented down there someday and see what happens. <laughs> it's, it's, going, it's definitely going to go down. They will love you up, <laughs> not only in uh, Miami, but the international locations uh, that they do host the event. Yeah, yeah, there's a, I guess the main one is in, is in Switzerland. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But my goal is to go back to Europe. Um, I went over there two years ago. Uh, they paid for my way and they paid to have my art up. It's amazing. Um, it was an island off of Sweden. And my great-great-grandfather originated from there. So it was really special to display some art um, in that country. But I want to go back to Europe. Um, I have Copenhagen on my mind. I have Berlin. It's a very artsy city. Um, I'd be really open to a variety of places. Um, I just need that one connection, you know, that one person to introduce me to someone who um, can take me seriously. Because it always, it always helps, like, to have people introduce you to more important people than you actually reach out to that important, important person, like cold call. Um, it just legitimizes you if you have that intermediary person there. So that's why I'm all about making connections with people. I don't know where it's going to lead or who they're going to introduce me to. That's um, the at the end of the day, Whitney. I, I, huh? That's the cosign that every creative is looking for, you know, in all forms is you, you who can cosign this. Um, because whoever can co-sign this can introduce me, but you being a yacht stewardess, and this is the thirst in me, okay? Because I'm a thirsty type of guy who whatever we have to do, we're going to get it done. But do you ever take your art to work with you since you are do around all these wealthy people and say, I'm going to switch out a painting? Oh, yeah, I, I do. I definitely slide in you know, my plug, I plug myself all the time. Um, I try to do in the most smooth manner because I'm on there to like serve and whatnot. But, you know, they start asking you about yourself and that's what you say. Um, for instance, this summer, I got a commission from a very prominent Seattle family to do the Seattle skyline. And I'd mm -hmm. never done an architectural collage before. Um, and it turned out really well. Um, so yeah, I, I'm definitely building up my name in, in certain areas and um yeah I, I just don't know what's going to happen like it, it helps being in these scenarios as a yacht stewardess you're meeting prominent people and you know down the road they could utilize my skills you know not not everyone has commissioned me <laughs> but um 
I think it just takes time. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm just a fisherman's daughter. You know, I grew up in a fishing village in the summers, like helping my dad fish. So like, I never had pop cultural connections. And I asked myself, like, you know, why would I be given this gift and, you know, this whole connection with Andy Warhol if I was, you know, born in Alaska to this fisherman, you know, it just doesn't make sense. And and I think that's part of the hustle, you know, like God puts blocks or, you know, roadblocks in your way in order for you to uh, test yourself and make sure this is really what you want. So I think just over the years, me, like, you know, not, not, not having, you know, the most um, broad, you know, prominent connections of people, I think, I think just being in yachting, I think that's helped get me there. But, um, you know, also yacht people, it's interesting because they they have the most under the radar businesses, you know, they're not pop icons at all, (laughs) you know, so it's not like they know these people, but I think it's all going to work out and it has been working out. It's just a matter of time. Um, So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting the course of my life and the choices I've made to um, reach certain individuals and um, yeah, you know, do you you ever, but do you ever bring like, so you know what, you know, sometimes you might know what yacht you're going to be on. Do you ever like ask and say, can I put my art up or even your little um, portraits that people can buy on your website? Um, you know, spreading the postcards even around where maybe you don't, you know, before they even get there, they, the art is there and people can kind of look and see and you, they never have to know it's you. I mean, that's, that's how, what I mean, thirsty, how I would like be, I'm like, I remember doing this with magazines <laughs> and being at press junkets and making sure everybody has a magazine of a cover story that I did on whatever artist. D- does it ever get to that point where you're able to do that without being fired? Of course. I mean, sometimes you might have a cool boss. Sometimes you might have to do it on the low, but I just want my stuff to be exposed. <clears throat> yeah, I definitely have that that fire in me to do that um it's just when you're on someone's private yacht and whatnot you need to be careful but um yeah I totally get it I have my phone on me and I always show them pictures from my phone Mm -hmm. um and you know some of them some of the people I've worked with have seen it in person so it's hard because obviously my originals are too big but yeah I, I need to like implement um like more um literature like printed out stuff for sure especially for the old school crowd i think they appreciate that postcards and stuff i think that's a great idea okay yeah and i'm just like i said i'm putting myself in your shoes of i'm around all this money what can i do because i mean you know you you you're 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 on the um I mean, you're not even at your peak yet. So when you first, you know, when you sell your first, uh, whether it's a hundred thousand or a million dollar piece, you know, life and your, your brain can be like, wait, hold on. 
<laughs> I don't have to um, worry too much anymore. My art is selling. So, you know, you then kind of get and look back. And then some artists, when they make, you know, they become successful, they can't create anymore. Like Andre 3000. Um, you know, he can't make music anymore because his belly isn't hungry. So I'm just... Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, so did he do that party song with Beyonce? Um, the the most recent one, I Al Al will know all about that if Andre Three Thousand did that. I'm gonna yeah, let him he, speak he, on yeah. that. Him, him and uh, yeah, I like that song. He needs to make more songs. <laughs> yeah, every uh, every I want to say maybe two or three years or so, he kind of pops up and features on um, on somebody else's song. And uh, interesting uh, uh, tidbit. He was, um, apparently he has uh, a townhouse or some type of um, apartment in uh, downtown, um, downtown New York City and uh, caught him hanging out um, earlier, this, uh, earlier this year. Oh, just wow. Just walking among people, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was, so he, funny. was he playing oh. the flute? No, no, he wasn't. He wasn't playing. The, you know, he's super, super uh, uh, eccentric and and eclectic. But yeah, he just just hanging out. That's funny. Yeah, no, I definitely. Um, you know, people have, you know, people have commented and like sent me messages, and I like. Sorry. Thank you so much. You know, for, you know, showing your beautiful talent to the world. Keep doing it. Keep staying hungry. You know, and I I hear that from people, and I don't think I I don't think that's just coming at me coincidentally. I mean, I think it's you know God uses people to um, propel you in certain ways, and it's like it's so important just to just just the fact of being hungry um, is what propels everyone who's done who's accomplished anything great in life. You know, you have to struggle, you have to crawl before you can walk. Have to walk before you can run you know like I have this I've, I've written a lot of poetry too and I kind of liken it to this one poem I wrote and I said something like you know some people are handed the kerosene and light their fire in one day and some people are handed sticks and they have to work on building their fire over time but everyone gets a chance to create their you know, have an impact on people and create this fire in their life. So in some respects, I, you know, I definitely have not been handed kerosene. <laughs> that's for sure. But um, I, I have to have six because like, I didn't realize I was going to be at the skill level. I didn't realize I was even going to be doing collage, you know, in my twenties, you know, I, I discovered it a few years ago. So, you know, you don't know what's on your horizon and why you've, why you realize the process has been slower than um, than you thought, you know, and and this is the reason why, you know, the the reasons become apparent over time, and uh, you realize things are not in your timing. Um, you know, I get kind of nervous. I mean, when I think about people who set goals, and I think goals are really good, and I think you can attain them, but at the end of the day, we're not in control of our lives. Like all these books out there that say, oh, this is how you do this. This is how you make your first million. Like people have done that. That's great. But um, 
I don't know. I, I just think there's, that's not the hard, fast rule in life. I think um, we're, we're not completely in charge of our destinies. <laughs> um, but I think we have, I, I think that you can have goals and then maybe you don't accomplish those, but you, you find something parallel to it, you know, that type of deal. As long as the, and I, I'm not saying like people should have that fire in them. They should have that organizational stuff. Like I want to go achieve this, this and that. Yes. Like still have that. But I've, I've wanted to so intensely achieve some things in life that I haven't yet. And it's like, why? Like it makes me question life and just God sometimes. And I'm realizing that he's wielding that disappointment for power later on. Like, it's for it's for the power of something else that I don't even see over the horizon yet. Like wielding disappointment to show his power later on. That's kind of the way I look at things like that. Um, and, and it makes me realize who's really in charge too. So, you know, when you uh, don't accomplish everything on your list, but it can it can spill over to other things, you know, just, just wanting it. And that's kind of my, my take on that. <laughs> excellent. 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 Uh, Whitney, uh, with all of our guests that we have here on diversified game, um, you know, we really like to, you know, not only touch upon the mind, but we also like to touch upon the heart. So outside of, um, what you do art wise um are there uh any any things uh community wise that interest you and if so um do you have a community give back that you participate in or um well like i said i've done some um i've donated some work to charities and i have a real uh passion for horses because i've done several um horse collages so um yeah i think just giving back to the equestrian community is really big for me um i also have been working <coughs> excuse me with a lady out of texas um who's involved with uh child um like combating child uh, sexual traffic and, and I, that's such a huge ongoing thing in this country, and I'd love to get more involved with that, and I'm currently working with her on something. Um, so I'd, I'd love to raise money through my art to help those people who are, who are um, in really bad circumstances like that, and my heart goes out to them. So, yeah, I think with horses and then um, sex trafficking, um, I hope to get more involved with those. And if anyone has um, any organizations or people they can introduce me to that would take art, you know, that do like dinner, auction, galas, you know, definitely um, reach out to me for sure. Well, definitely, definitely, Whitney. Thank you for coming on, being a guest. I hope everyone got the game. We like to make this thing simple and plain, a conversation that can be heard around the nation. I want you guys to go check out WhitneyLAnderson.com. Like I said, 
All the links will be in the description box. Follow her on Instagram see her website and make a purchase because you have to think with the digital age magazines one day won't be here i remember writing for over a dozen of them they won't be here in this art yeah somebody in the future is going to say what was that made off i mean think about beta you, babies. <laughs> you know oh helen yeah. i totally think about that i i, I like subconsciously it's like Oh, I have such a plethora of magazines right now. Like, does this even mean anything? And like, wait a minute. In the future, are we even going to have these things? And yeah, I, I completely get where your mind's at. Yes, and thank you because many of folks don't get it. They say I'm on Mars, but that's okay. I'm I'm out <laughs> of the solar system. It's it, it's fine. It works for me like this works for you. So I want to make sure everybody, you know, they like, they share, they subscribe, they see the beautiful imagery. And Whitney, I hope I I can't wait to see more of your stuff. I can't wait for you and Al to take a picture together. And this is how just traction moves. Nobody is special, people. We're all just working. That's so true. Yeah. Um, March 5th, New York, um, New York Art Center on um, Thursday, March 5th. It's the uh, first Thursday art walk they do there. So hundreds of people show up and it's going to be an exciting time. My work will be displayed for that month there. Um, I will have Tupac, Biggie, Derek Jeter. I'll have several iconic people displayed there. So I'm super excited. All right. Well, thank you for being a guest. I hope you have a blessed day. We are out for Diversified Game. You guys, thank you for listening. Be blessed. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game podcast with Kellen, Tyson, and A.L. The number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit diversifygame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.